Today's episode of Lockdown Spartans is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode, we are breaking it down. Breaking it down, Michigan State taking on UCLA in the first four at three in the morning from Mackey Arena. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans. Your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday, March 18th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my Currently on his way to West Lafayette to saw down the statue of John Wooden co-host mm-hmm. Matt Sheehan. Yep, but not not before uh, or not, not not until I spray paint it first, though. Will mm. not until I deface it. Uh, well, I can't. I, I honestly just take a sip at, a seat back right now. I, I can't believe we're doing this. Uh, we are previewing a Michigan State tournament game right now. Like mm-hmm. that. That is in in two ways. Like a like I I remember. It like yesterday when we had our oh crap the tournament just got canceled uh, podcast like that seems like it was no less than or no more than four days ago. Well, uh, and also on the other note, like uh, I'll, I'll say it for the fifty eighth time this podcast season. Will uh, I? I just can't believe they made the tournament, man. Uh, banana land. I, I can't believe we're gonna do a preview show. This is awesome. This is great. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's until tonight's game starts and then do it inevitably be freaking out the entire time yeah yeah okay are you ready matt i think i got a lot of me yeah i'm just excited to be here well this is great man we're doing this we're doing this thing let's go (laughs) on today's episode of locked on spartans we're going to break down michigan state and ucla we'll do some of our typical uh stat analysis players to know stuff like that and do some more narrative based things as well that's all we're talking about today that's that's it that's all we got matt that's all that's it we have reminded to rate review subscribe to the podcast you can find lockdown spartans wherever you get your podcast we do this every single day five days a week part of the lockdown podcast network your team every single day that is right every single day let's go let's write it out (laughs) matt i want to start by asking you a couple questions but first we need to address the john wooden Purdue situation. Please, yeah, I'm down to address anything that might be going against MSU, uh, whether it be physically on the court or just spiritually in the air as MSU has to walk back into Mackey Arena uh, inside of a building that has a John Wooden statue sitting outside of it. I, I don't like that at all. Okay, so John Wooden played basketball at Purdue. That is yeah, mm-hmm. not what John Wooden is known for. John Wooden was a pretty good basketball player at Purdue. I'm sure he was fine. Yeah. All-American, player of the year. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Whatever. 1930 through 1932, he was an All-American. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't make All-American in 1929 as a freshman. I, I think he probably wasn't allowed to play as a freshman. That's, yeah, I doubt he was allowed to play then. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's not what John Wooden is known for. What he's known for is being the coach – of the Indiana State baseball team while also coaching their basketball team. No, I correct. Did you know correct. that he coached baseball? Yeah, while I, coaching I did, basketball yeah, at that, Indiana State. Busy man, very busy man. Busy yeah. guy. Uh, no, 
Of course, 10 national championships in the 60s and 70s, all at UCLA, a bunch of Final Fours, a bunch of tournament uh, conference championships, just obviously one of the, the greatest college basketball dynasty runs probably ever. So, Matt, my question is, Purdue, trying to siphon off some of the UCLA magic of John Wooden. Get out of here. Put a statue of John Wooden outside their building. Now, he was a very good player for Purdue. Simps. Simps. But if you're telling me that there's any sort of magic around that statue, I'm going to think it's more than likely... Something that's going to go against UCLA. John Wooden, yes, mm-hmm. went to Purdue, played at Purdue. John Wooden's not known for Purdue, Matt. John Wooden is known for UCLA. Why, 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 Correct. why would Purdue have friendly feelings towards UCLA? Like, just it's like watching your cousin be way more successful than you and like, yeah, you know, we're technically family, but I just, sure. you know, every time you sure. go home for Christmas or whatever, oh, your cousin's a doctor now. Oh, your cousin, yeah. you know, yeah. just so, mm-hmm. yeah, your cousin is like a neurosurgeon and world renowned everything and, and plays the piano, a classical piano. Like, do you think Purdue is really like, yeah, we're glad John Wooden went to UCLA. I, we're glad he didn't do that here. We would have hated it. Had John Wooden done that here, no, we're glad he did at UCLA. There's no good juju for UCLA at Mackey Arena. Get out of here. Like, I'm trying to equate this to Michigan State as much as possible, and this is the best I got right now. So enjoy me as we go into an alternate timeline. Let's just say things really worked out for Danny Enos uh, at Miami. He gets the bump from offensive coordinator to head coach. He goes on to bring Miami back from the dead, and they win, let's call it, six national championships. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Michigan State erects a statue for Dan Enos Mm -hmm. uh, over at Michigan State, even though he never came back to coach. Mm -hmm. Like, he he didn't win any of those things when he was here. Uh, That's the best I get. Like, that would be pretty odd, right? That, That seems a little too far well, yeah. a stretch for me to like honor it. a guy, as he didn't do any of that while he yeah. was here. But then again, yeah, he, he did, you know, do the All-American thing. But then again, ah, that was back in the 30s. There were like six people yeah. playing back then. Would, Who cares? Would would a Miami, in, in your recreation, would a Miami team coming back and, and playing a random game at Michigan State all of a sudden get a boost because it's the home of their legendary Danny Nuss? No. No. A, a team in 2070... From Miami, right. 2080 in Miami. Oh, they'll hold on to that big time. Yeah, yeah that's why on. everyone goes to Miami for the Danios days. Same way everyone yeah, goes to UCLA, just for the, oh, just the, catch that wooden magic, baby. That's everyone right. everyone at Purdue is just all about John Wooden's UCLA coaching career. So just get, get let's get get that out of here. Let's get it out of I here. I like that. I'm glad we can align on this, yes. for sure. Wow. Couple of, John Wooden uh, slander season. That, that's no, John Wooden is a legend and fantastic. John Wooden appreciation slander season, yeah. I should no, say. No, John, right, yeah. John Wooden UCLA, John Wooden Purdue statue mm-hmm. giving UCLA magic powers slander. That's all it is. There's a lot more going on in West Lafayette that screws over the Spartans mystically than yeah. a single statue out there. I think just the, the building itself of Mackey Arena, I don't like that. Their lighting situation is always weird. They got funny-shaped bowls. Uh, their student section seems to be sitting on the court, uh, which I guess it does help that fans are only allowed to sit in the upper bowl for these games, I suppose. Couple quick, I mean, uh, couple quick John Wooden 
uh, factoids, and then we'll actually move on to this game. Wooden's role model when he was a boy was Fuzzy Vanderveer. Of course, yeah. Who played for the Franklin Wonder Five, a legendary high school basketball well, team. Of course, yeah, everyone knew that. Yep. Right. Um, and at Purdue, he was coached by Ward Piggy Lambert. Oh, yeah, you don't want to run into Lambert's teams, especially in March. Ooh, buzzsaw. Pi- yeah, Piggy Lambert. Okay, yeah, Matt. Piggy Lambert. <laughs> our nosed. Let's start our preview off this way. Our right. actual preview. I no want more you, filibustering. Okay. I want you to fill in the blank for me. Okay. If Michigan State loses to UCLA tonight, I will feel blank about this season. Oh, man. Probably just the epitome of blah about it. Oh, <laughs> man. That, that, it's tough to sum up in one word. Like, <laughs> um, I'm going to feel eh about it. Like... <laughs> We will have a full assessment of the season, like once it does wrap up. But like my instant reaction would be like, "Yeah, okay, this sounds about right." Like pretty tough to lose in the first four game, uh, but also you made the tournament, so mm-hmm. okay, you know what? Thanks for the memories. Uh, let's move on to the transfer market and let's find out who's leaving this program, who's coming in, and let, let's just continue the march towards uh, becoming the great program that we are again. That's the the short answer. I will have like a twenty minute monologue when the season does end to sum up the season. I will save that though. Okay. If Michigan State wins against UCLA tonight, I will feel blank about the season. I will feel uh, boomer sooner about it in the sense that I will be scouting Texas, just completely <laughs> overlooking BYU and already squaring up the Longhorns in round two, baby. That's right. I will be, oh, I will be, especially if they pound them by like 20. Like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm watching a Tom Izzo coach team get out of the gates with like a 15 to 20 point victory in. Mackie Arena, like, oh, man, let's go. I, I will be feeling all in on this team, baby. All in. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's fair, right, Will? Yeah, that sounds about right for you. It's, I mean, I, probably a lot of state fans, too. Like, listen, yeah. hey, the, the old saying goes, January, February, Izzo, April, May. Like, yeah, it, when, they, when Izzo's got the boys cooking, he's got them cooking. Listen, like, that, that run to the Final Four is a seventh seed from 2015. That don't feel like six years ago. That feels a little closer than that. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hold on to that. Why not? What the heck? How could that screw us over? <laughs> we'll pause here for a sec. We'll come right back and actually start talking about UCLA, things you need to know about them, what kind yeah. of team they are, yada, yada, yada. First word from rockauto.com. Rockauto. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. What else, Matt? Gas pedals. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Well, you would if you were just the biggest clown in the entire world, Will. But you're not. So instead, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. God. The new design. (laughs) Fire flames, Will. Fire flames. Yeah. Go check it out. Homefieldapparel.com. Homefield just got an exclusive, exclusive design. The only place you can get it, Homefield Apparel. It's a sweet, gruff, sparty logo that you 
probably have never seen before. Uh, home field Zero makes chance. a bunch of stuff like that. Incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. Uh, they've got vintage marks. They've got old logos, all sorts of stuff from old programs and yearbooks, like re- really cool stuff. And the result is a fantastic, unique design for your favorite school. And it's not just big schools like Michigan State, Matt, although they do have their vintage Michigan State line, which came out back in August. They have schools of all sizes, Central, Eastern, Western, Northern Michigan, Grand Valley, Ferris State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Well, one time, fire up Dutch. Fire up Dutch. Indeed, and right now you can get 20% off your first purchase of Home Field Apparel at homefieldapparel.com with the promo code ONSPARTANS. One word, ONSPARTANS, and you're going to get 20% off your first purchase of Home Field Apparel gear at homefieldapparel.com. Betting on Michigan State doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt, the UCLA Bruins are coached by Mick Cronin. They play in the Pac-12 Conference. They went seventeen and nine, okay, and thirteen and six in the Pac-12, uh, which is a disaster of a conference. Conference of champions, baby. That's right. Conference O champions. Uh, the sixth best conference in the country. The Pac-12 is. Uh that's actually a little higher than I thought they'd be. Yeah. To be honest, I thought yeah. they'd be like the eighth best or something. Yeah. Any any time a team like Oregon State wins your conference oh. tournament. Whack. Get out of here. Get completely out of here. Good for, hey, good for the Beavers. Yeah. Whack, though. Whack. This was said, uh, I forget, I saw it somewhere on Twitter. I forget who who said it, but I laughed out loud. Um, I don't think they meant it this way, but I, I put it this way. Someone said, if uh, the team that wins your conference tournament and gets to the NCAA tournament, if they weren't going to go unless they won the tournament, then you're a mid-major. So that means Pac-12... You're a mid-major. Yeah. You know what? And also, if your team or if the team from your conference wins the tournament and then gets seated 12th, mm. mid-major. That, that, You're that's a mid-major. on the same ilk. Mid-major. Listen, I don't make the rules, but I, I'm making the rule right now. Um, that's the breaks. I'm sorry. I feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the, the Missouri Valley winner, Matt, is an eight seed. Right, let's have a dialogue. Let's talk about it. Let's have a dialogue. Yeah. We can talk about it. Mountain West winner, six seed. Bang, look at that. West Coast Conference winner, one seed. Whack. So, oh, American Conference winner, two seed. People forget that. That's right, Houston. God, yeah. Houston's going to get so disrespected in everyone's bracket, I bet. A-10. Yeah, A-10 winner, nine seed. So, yeah, Pac-12, Bang. you are hot trash. Anyway, Whack. UCLA yeah. is, um, they're a good team. They're solid. They're... Sure, you know, like like Michigan State or Syracuse or any of the other eleven seeds, they're good, not great. They have uh, some potential to play really well. They also fall on their faces sometimes. UCLA is a little bit less volatile than Michigan State. Their best win is, I guess, yeah, Colorado at home, which is a nice win. Colorado's sure. a good team, but you know, it's a five seed in the tournament top 20-ish team, Colorado, 
you know, not traditionally known for being great at basketball, but it's, you know, it's a 22-8 and Colorado team that also lost to Oregon State. So that's their best win, home win against Colorado. They beat Arizona a couple of times, and Arizona was just kind of mad this year. That's about it. They they kept it close against Ohio State, Matt. Hey, there we go. Yep. Lost to Good USC on lost to USC only by one. <laughs> hey. Hang your head on that. Look at you guys go. All right. Yeah. So uh but they're forty fourth in the country in adjusted efficiency, twenty six on offense, eighty six on defense. They play at a glacial pace, Matt. Glacial. They sure do well. Yeah, it's tough. Three hundred and thirty second in the country, slowest team in the Pac twelve. They play less than 65 possessions on average. They have had multiple games this year where they've played 61 or fewer possessions. I think Michigan State has one game like that, and UCLA is like five or six. Yeah, that under of 135.5 looks more and more appealing the more I look into who UCLA is, man. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you pair that up with Michigan State, who could be uh, up for a stinker on offense any given night. Yeah, under 135 could. might be the move here. Um, I want to... So UCLA is 44th in adjusted efficiency. Michigan State's 56th. And spoiler alert, UCLA is projected to win this game by one point. It's a, it's a very close matchup on campus. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, though, these two teams are kind of trending in different directions. That's, that's where I really want to dig in here because, yeah, okay. UC, Michigan State hasn't been great lately. Like, they've had great moments, but they've still been inconsistent, but certainly, like, the arrow's pointing up the last month of the season, right? I would say that's fair, yeah. Okay. Well, UCLA at one point in, <laughs> ja- in January 21st was 12-2 and overall, 8-0 and in the conference. So they went 5-7 and to finish out the season in the Pac-12 with losses to Stanford, who wasn't very good. USC's good, but they got crushed by USC the first time. They lost to Washington State, who is bad. That's that's tough. That's bad. a tough one. <laughs> they beat Washington, terrible. They beat Oregon State, who wasn't making the tournament without that conference win. They beat Utah, who's not good. They beat mm-hmm. Arizona at home. None of those wins are remotely quality. Like, Arizona at home is okay. They yeah, also lost right. to Colorado, Oregon, USC, and Oregon State. Technically, all tournament teams Although Oregon State would not have been a tournament team without winning that conference tournament. So three straight losses to tournament teams. They didn't get blown out, but they're still, I don't know, sputtering a bit. Five and seven to finish out the season. Their adjusted efficiency met on January 16th. This is the the high point of the season for them. 24th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. 24th in the country. They were trending. UCLA was trending really well. They were... I'm pretty sure they're ranked. Anyway, yeah, so 24th. So from January, mid-January to now, the last two months, they have dropped 20 spots in the adjusted efficiency rankings. Your Michigan State Spartans, currently 56th, Matt, mm-hmm. were as high as 69th one month ago, February 16th, after the loss to Iowa. So Very nice. in a month, Michigan State has climbed 13 spots, you know, give or take, and UCLA has dropped about 20 spots in the last two months. The arrows kind of pointing in opposite directions. I would say so, yeah. I mean, four clunkers to end your season for UCLA. That's certainly not probably the way you want to stumble into the tournament here. Um, 
What else interests me about UCLA, though, and I thought this was kind of interesting. This is more of the layman's stat, if you will. Um, sure. Of course, uh, I go to three-point shooting immediately. That's always the first stat I look up, just because that's where my mind goes. Uh, they aren't bad at shooting threes. They're 36.7% at shooting threes. However, that's they 47th just don't take in the them. country. 47th, 47th in the country. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, they are 299th in the country, though, with attempts per game, which, yeah. of course, goes hand in hand with your grimy, slow pace that they play with. And one really interesting stat, too, is their assisted turnover ratio is 1.221, which is 50th in the country. Well, you're Michigan State Spartans, 51st in the country. Hey. So. Uh, they are back-to-back uh, with each other there. So, yeah, I mean, kind of just expect the same ball security from UCLA that you see with Michigan State. Eh, um, no. To a point. But no. Not with Tiger Campbell, though. No. At basketball. Um, UCLA does not turn the ball over, Matt, but they also mm-hmm. do not get assists. <laughs> uh, that is where the assist-to-turnover ratio is. They're like 177th in the country in assists per field goal made. Michigan State is sixth in the country in assist ah. field goal made. So that's where that discrepancy uh, gets well, there, made up. Yeah, that's a little bit of discrepancy. I apologize. That's that's re- no, it's okay. It's okay. It's what I'm here for, to correct you and make you look a little silly sometimes. Ah, oh, that's okay. I just got one more set. The five players average in double figures. Uh, it would be six, but Chris Smith uh, has yes. been out since the winter with the torn ACL. So. Balance team, uh, and that's more than just points per game. That's also just height, Will. I don't know if you want to get into that yet, uh, the roster breakdown of UCLA. but Yeah, I mean, we can do that real that quick. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a point guard. It's uh, everyone's 6'6", six, six, and that's it. That's your, that's your roster breakdown preview. Uh, everyone's 6'6". Six six. It is a 5'10 point guard. 800 people good. who are 6'4 six to 6'6". Six six. Yep. And then one tall guy. Well, two, two tall guys, two tall guys, but one of them is supposed to be in high school. Uh, correct. Yeah. 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 Cody Riley is their only big. He's uh, a junior, 6'9", 255, plays about half the minutes for them. Um, <laughs> Matt, you pointed this out to me uh, when we were texting and I was like, yes, this is fantastic. Uh, Cody Riley, his last, what is it? Uh, we're going back to games. February 11th. Okay. February 11th. He has fouled out three times since February 11th. He has picked up four fouls three times in that same span. He's had one game each of one foul, two fouls, three fouls. He gets himself into some foul trouble, and you say, okay, well, that's interesting. What? what who's his backup? What's What's the situation behind him if he gets into foul trouble? Matt, it is Mac. Rough. <laughs> it is Mac Etienne. You're like, who's Mac Etienne? Mac Etienne was... Supposed to be a 2021 recruit for UCLA. He was not supposed to be on the team this year. He's a top 50-ish recruit, solid four-star recruit. Uh, He was supposed to be playing prep school, high school ball this year. COVID happened. Season was in flux. And uh, UCLA was like, hey, you should come come join our team because um, uh, 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 we don't have any bigs. (laughs) <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Small yes. problem here in yes. the game of basketball. Yeah. Yes. We don't have any bigs. So yeah, Chris Smith Torres ACL. Jalen Hill has been away from the team uh since the end of January for undisclosed reasons. And it's literally it's Cody Riley, it's Mac Etienne who has ten career games, and then it's Kenneth Nuwuba, who bless his heart, I'm sure tries really hard. Um, but plays a couple minutes here or there occasionally and has an effective field goal percentage 
of 16.7%. No. Oh, poor guy. Okay. Well, I'm sure he's trying his best out there. <laughs> he's taken oh. he's taken six shots this year. His offensive uh, rating. That's probably a good idea. His <laughs> offensive rating is 56.7. I feel like I have a higher offensive rating <laughs> than that. Yes. Oh, poor yes. guy. Shoot. He is called for. He is totally going for 14 points tonight. I can't. Yeah. I just can't wait for it. Awesome. He gets called for nine fouls per 40 minutes. My kind of player, honestly, vibes. That's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's uh yeah, he played nine minutes against Arizona back in January and had four fouls. <laughs> that is efficient right there, man. The the Maddie Sissoko special hit, yes. if you will. That's, it's that's kind what I'm of, talking about. It's honestly kinda of similar except for he plays a lot less than even Maddie. Uh, and is way worse at everything. But yep, comes Not in correct, and just yeah. hits people. Uh, so yeah. Fouls. yeah, so they're thin. They're thin in the front court. They play a center a lot. They always, mm-hmm. almost always have a big, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll play Jamie Jacquez, uh there, and, and he's six foot six. Matt, six foot six, two hundred twenty pound center. Occasionally, that's that, it. that's that's ideal. That's ideal for like the John Wooden playing at yeah. the era. I yep. think that'd be great at that time. Yeah. All right. Let's pause here for a sec. We'll come back and talk more about UCLA and dive further into our breakdown. First word from Bet Online. Dot A G. Come on and bet money. <laughs> bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline even has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. One word, LOCKEDON, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Matt, today's show is also brought to you by Bill Bar. Bill Bar, build those bars. Hopefully, the Spartans have been just housing Bill Bars. Oh, totally, man. We've been telling you guys about Bill Bar for a long time. Now they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and delicious tasting protein bars. The best bar on the market right now. You know it. We know it. Everyone knows it. But this isn't what that's about, Matt. This is about finding out which Built Bar is the best. Well, my favorite one already lost. So. I know. I'm sorry. It's Built Bar Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Toffee Elman lost to Mint Brownie. Uh, predictable. I, I understand. I understand. It's tough. Yeah, it is. It's it tough. Is. Life's tough. Uh, today, Matt, we've got a very interesting matchup. Maybe we will. Salted Caramel against... Oh my. Cookie dough chunk. This is like when a four seed wow. is should be a one seed, but they got it's like Oklahoma State and I think it's Illinois or whatever. Like yeah. that's what this is. Just two yeah. two teams that you're like either one of these could win it all. Either 2014, one. 2014 uh, MSU versus Virginia. Yeah, there you 16, go. Perfect. You yeah. Perfect. Um, for me though, Matt, cookie dough chunks about as good as it gets in the Built Bar game. Yeah. And since carrot cut carrot cake. Lost in the first round. I'm devastated. Yeah. Uh, cookie dough chunk is my pick the rest of the way. So I'm going cookie dough chunk here. Can't argue there, man. Co-signed to all that cookie dough. Slaps. It slaps. And it's like legit chunks of cookie dough. I don't know how they do it. Uh, you can go vote. 
BuiltBar.com or bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. There is simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens in the Lockdown Big Ten Podcast. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, if it's happening in the Big Ten, Ben's got you covered with an in-depth look at the conference every Monday through Friday. Follow Locked On Big Ten Podcast on Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Matt and I are also on Locked On Big Ten today as well. You can hear my child whining, really? essentially. No, I can't. No, I meant oh, like in the when we, were when we recorded I'm, I'm with sorry. Ben. I'm an idiot. Yeah, duh. You are sorry, an idiot. Well, yeah. Okay. For more reasons than that. so We should probably mention Johnny Juzang. You know what? I was kind of thinking of just going the whole episode without bringing up your best player. <laughs> that, that, that would have been a funny little bit there. Um, but I think, yeah, I guess we would have lost a little bit of credibility if we didn't talk about Johnny Juzane, 6'6", former top 35 recruit and uh-huh. Kentucky Wildcat. Uh-huh. I, I got a lot of stuff written down here, Will, if you can't tell. I can tell. Um, yeah. So you said best player. I would say most involved player. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Matt, if I tell you there's a six foot six wing... 210 mm-hmm. pounds, former top yeah. whatever recruit, who takes okay. about 30% of the team's shots when he's on the floor and has taken 257 shots from the floor this year. How many free throw attempts do you think that person has had? 200, almost 260 oh, shots. How many wing free throws? Two? A wing. Yep, a, a wing who has taken 200 whatever shots, an athletic wing yeah. who can get to the rim. 200 something shots. How many free throws does that person take? Uh, my guess before looking it Hold up on. would be like seven, but uh, seven. I did look it up. Seven per game. Okay, yeah. seven per game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. That's a good guess. I was just gonna say Aaron Henry has shot over a hundred free. Th- has shot a hundred and three this year, just to give mm-hmm. you like a, a baseline. Johnny Juzang has yeah. taken forty-seven free throws this year, Matt. Yeah, the number was so low uh, that I like triple checked it on three different websites to make sure that that was the correct number when I yep. was doing research earlier. I was like, how? How is this possible? <laughs> there are four players on UCLA's team who have mm-hmm. taken more free throws than him. Jalen Hill, Matt, who played 14 games, has taken <laughs> one less free throw than Johnny wow. Juzang. He's wow. a 92% free throw shooter. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't oh, yeah. get to the line. No, this what's what I have written down. Shoots a scary ninety-two percent from the free throw line, comma only two point two free throws per game. Like, yeah. What, how? 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 How is that possible? That would drive me up a wall if I was a UCLA fan. Yes. Um, that is something where I'm just right now telling you, like my eyes are going to be glued on that because if he can get to the line like six times, which it seems like he should be able to, he got there eight times oh, sure. against yeah, Colorado. No he got there eight times against Washington State, but he also goes full games without getting there at all. Yeah, Michigan State's a team that tends to foul a lot. Um, he could be an incredibly efficient scorer. He shoots decent from three, not great from two. He takes too many mid-range shots. He likes his jumper too much. He has all the ability in the world to get to the free throw line. And in the games where he's like, yeah, I'll do this, he lights it up. 25 it. points against Colorado on 12 Shots from the floor, Matt. Whoo, nice, nice little game for him. Yeah, yeah, got to the line eight times. That'll help. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Against Washington State, 
took 18 shots, scored 25 points, didn't shoot it well, but got to the line eight times. Like he can be really good, really special when he's getting to the line. He doesn't need to, but it's like almost every single time he does, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a nice efficient scoring game from him. He can fill it up, scored 32 against Washington, 7 of 11 from 2, 5 of 12 from 3, took, you know, four free throws, so still got to line a little bit. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he has nights, man, where it's like he played 30 minutes against Oregon, scored six points, went 3 of 12 from the floor, didn't get to the free throw line, one assist, four turnovers, four fouls. Like, he's very, very up and down. And, gosh, it's it's almost like the way he goes, they go. Because he just uses so much volume. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do an old professional podcasting trick and uh, set you up for something that mm. I already know the answer to to transition to another player on the court. But, Will, I think, in my opinion, the top matchup of today will be Johnny Juzang versus Aaron Henry. Now, you would agree, right? Shock me with your answer, Will. I disagree. Oh, no. No, God. All the eyes. All the <laughs> eyes are going to be on Johnny Juzang and Aaron Henry. Mm-hmm. I would assume there's some guarding there. I don't know who's going to guard Henry, but I would assume Henry spends a decent amount of time on Juzang, which I... That's safe money. Yeah. I love that for Michigan State. I really sure. do. Oh, yeah. um, no, I'm looking at Tiger Campbell, and I'm looking at Rocket Watts. Yeah, no, that's 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 another good one. That 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 still, to me, is the number two matchup. Um, I got, I got a sneaky number three, though, that we'll get to later. But yeah, Tiger Campbell, Rocket Watts. That's an all-name matchup right it is. there, Will. It is. It's fantastic. Um, Tiger Campbell is an undersized point guard who really doesn't score. Um, he doesn't shoot a ton. He'll shoot a decent amount. Mm-hmm. He'll get some shots up. But he's not someone that is looking to score into double figures every game. Um, you know, he's got, what, like five, six, seven double-figure scoring games in the last three months so like in conference play he's only scored in double figures a handful of times he is a table setter his assist rate 31.1 is 56 in the country he's got a pretty low turnover rate as well he doesn't get called for fouls he is on the floor at all times he runs the show for them they run a lot of just like put him in a ball screen he's gonna come off it he's gonna like maneuver his way into the lane he's not an explosive get to the rim boom quick guy uh, he's not going to like step back and pop you for a three. Like He's going to get in there and just sort of be a little savvy, a little methodical, find the right guy, driving kicks type stuff. Like He is there to set up the wings that UCLA relies on for their offense. So he's really interesting on that end. And mm-hmm. then on the other end with Rocket Watts, like I think it was everyone's favorite John Rothstein tweeted out like MSU's undefeated when Rocket Watts scores 15 points they're eight and two when he gets to the free throw line twice if there was ever a game where Rocket Watts can look at a point guard across from him and be like I'm a bigger person I'm a better athlete I can get into the lane on this person and make his life difficult it's this um and it's just when he's himself when he's playing well Michigan State is a completely different team um, he's just hasn't been himself he, maybe two times in the last like two months. Um, so yeah, it, it that's what I'm looking at is can Rocket Watts just play well? Can he play solid? Can he do a good job cutting off the head of UCLA's attack? And can he on the other end punish a guy who is smaller than them, 
and less athletic than him. Like just get going downhill early. I mean, yeah, just run at to, to borrow the, the the popular phrase around the Michigan game. Just go, just cut through the lane, hit, sag that defense down, and hey, maybe it could be a nice little uh, sag down and pop it out to the open shooter game for you too, Rocket. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, really quick, I, I think the third most appealing matchup is, and I'm going to borrow from the last seven what we said is MSU's big against Cody Riley. I mean, yeah. get that man into foul trouble. Because, yeah, just like you said, Haquez is six foot six. He is also a center that plays for them when things get bad and Cody Riley gets in foul trouble, aside from who should be in high school, Mac Etienne. So, listen, just be a pass down low. Uh, get him in foul trouble. And if you can get him in the locker room with two fouls at halftime, like, uh, you you guys have done your job. Thank you. That is fantastic. Um a little interesting player, too, David Singleton off the bench. He shoots 45% from three, but also 62% from the free throw line. So it's one of those situations that we've talked about throughout the season. <laughs> well, his, uh, yeah. Is the elevator going to come up on the free throw shooting, or is it going to go down on the three-point shooting? Like, it's got to be in the middle somewhere. So He's, he's taken eight free throws. <laughs> uh, correct. Yeah, that's... So, a, lot, a lot of guys that don't like to shoot free throws on this team. They, they don't get to the line a ton. They, I mean, yeah. everyone... They're okay at it, like Everyone, okay, like, like, there's like a lot of okay getting their right. free throw rate, and they shoot it decent as a team. They're around seventy two percent. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, they shoot it well from three, as we talked about. They're thirty nine percent in conference games, and like, you know, Ju Zhang's forty thirty four and a half percent, and he takes the most shots, and he probably mm-hmm. should take less shots. But uh, Bernard Jules Bernard, a wing, forty percent. Singleton, forty six percent. Jacques. Is it Hakez or Jacquez? Hakez. Hakez, 38%. Like everyone shoots except for Tiger Campbell, who shoots 25%, and Ju Zhang, who shoots 35%, which isn't bad, but like there's a bunch of really oh, good shooters, fine. and those two guys take probably too many threes. So, yeah, it's a team you want to definitely hang on the wings, stick with shooters, stick with Hakez, stick with Bernard, stick with Singleton when he gets on the floor. Don't let them drive and kick to open shooters and that's going to make whoever's defending Cody Riley really important because it's going to be a lot of dives to the rim you can do a screen he's going to get to the rim yep if one person say it's Marcus Bingham if he mm-hmm. can stay in there and neutralize that without needing any sort of help keep them away make the rim not a safe place uh Michigan State is going to be totally fine in this game cuz their wings can stick with those those shooters make like life difficult on them and then UCLA is out of ways to score the ball. You mentioned getting Cody Riley in foul trouble, despite the fact that their only big is regularly in foul trouble and they have no one really to back him up. UCLA ranks 308th in the country in two-foul participation. So if he gets ah, two fouls yeah. in the first half, he's going to sit. Yep. all right. So Please, that'd be awesome. Yeah, make him be the uh, Julius Marble honorary two whistles before the first... <laughs> Under 16 timeouts. Uh, that would be nice. Please. That'd be great. Um, Michigan State, Tom Izzo, it's this, their time of year. I know there's a lot of poo-pooing of it, even amongst, I was watching like the Daily Wage and like, oh, Tom Izzo in March, well, this isn't last year. You know, like I get it, but there's also something to be said for being in the tournament a million times and knowing what to do and how to win a game because that's all you're trying to do is win a game. Mm-hmm. Tom Izzo is the second best coach above expectation for NCAA tournament coaches, and Mick Cronin is like 59th or 51st. What is it? 51st out of 53 or 49 out of 51. He's like the second worst. 
mm-hmm. uh, among the returning NCAA coaches and wins above expectation. Uh, so, you know, a lot of signs point to Michigan State in this one, but there's not a chance in hell, not a chance in hell we're going to feel decent about it. Ken Palm has it as a 68-67 win for UCLA, 55% chance, 55-45. That's what this is. Vegas has it the other way. Michigan State's a one and a half to two point favorite, depending on where you look and when you look. Matt, well, how you feeling? Close this out. You here. know, it's it's just starting to hit me that it's it's showtime, baby. Like March Madness is back. Uh, it's do or die from SU now, and what what a team to root for when it's do or die, huh? Like they could go out and beat the number one overall seed tomorrow. They could also lose to a 16 seed, seemingly will. So yeah, no, I'm ready for the roller coaster. Or at least as ready as I ever will be. Let's do it. Join our bracket challenge. Locked on Spartans group on ESPN. We've got like close to 500 people in it. So get your butts in there. We just added some koozies. Some very nice. Aaron Henry themed koozies as well. So everyone who wins the five winners will all get an Aaron Henry koozie as well. I tweeted out a link to those um, and we'll continue to do so. So you can support. Um, Oh my God. Katie. God. Kayla. Kayla. Her name is Katie Craft on Twitter. It's Kayla. God. She, Kayla, you always trip me up with your name. I always want to call you Katie because your name's Katie Craft on Twitter. Kayla, Katie Craft on Twitter uh, for helping us out there. That's going to do it for us. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We will be back tomorrow with a recap and either a weekend preview or a sadness moment, say goodbye to the season. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. Yeah, it could be literally anything coming to you. (laughs) So we will will see what what happens there. At KDCoop on Twitter. KDCoop on Twitter. You can find those koozies. Matt, trivia. Trivia, Will. What team used a fourth-round selection to take Michigan State's Kari Willis in the 2019 NFL Draft? Indianapolis Colts. Wow, look at you. Look at you, WizKid. All right, guys. Let's get, uh, let's get through this game together. Go Green.